The Holy Gospel according to Mark, the 16th chapter. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James, and Salome bought spices so that they might go and anoint Jesus' body. And very early, on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. They had been saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance to the tomb? When they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled back. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who is crucified. He has been raised. He is not here. Look, there is the place they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. So they went out and fled from the tomb, for terror and amazement had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. The Gospel of the Lord. This is the ending where we begin again and again. We stand again this Easter in an unfinished story, looking towards the hopeful end of a long pandemic. Grief and hope have been so present in our life together this year. And it seems like it was so long ago, and like it was just yesterday, that we were hearing the Gospel of Mark on Easter. I stood in front of a road closed sign at the entrance to Point Defiance last year, a literal out in the world setting for Mark's story that abruptly ends on us. We were just weeks into the pandemic, adapting to social distancing and online worship and absorbing the shock of all the changes. We imagined the story ended openly for our own story to continue as followers of Jesus. We stood in the promise that this ending in Mark was our beginning and we would make the way as we go. A path would spring up through the wilderness. We would follow God's radical love out into the world follow a love that could never be overpowered by violence or death. Parts were unwritten, left up to us to live. And today, we again bear witness to the story of God's life made known to us through Jesus Christ. Our Easter story in the Gospel of Mark ends in silence, in separation. Our Gospel writer strips away community and connection from Jesus all the way through to the ending of Mark's Gospel. We go from the crowd of followers marching into Jerusalem to a smaller handful of disciples who accompany Jesus into the garden. Even Peter, who so fervently promises to remain with Jesus, severs the connection. He denies and denies and denies what he holds to be true about his relationship with Jesus. Even on the cross, Jesus cries out in his final breath to God who has forsaken him. Three women remain in this story. They go on to the tomb, carrying the heaviness of grief and funeral spices. The three encounter the emptiness of the tomb and have a bizarre conversation with a man who tells them that Jesus will meet them in Galilee, that he is risen. Tell the disciples, tell Peter. And they rush away in fear. This ending is quiet not yet full of shouts of he is risen in a chorus of alleluias. It is stunningly quiet. 
And for just a moment, the story holds us in the fear, disappointment, confusion, and uncertain hope, absorbing the overwhelming shock of this emptiness. People have been so uncomfortable with this gospel ending. Some pursue a more satisfying and complete ending to the story, trying to overcome how lonely this ending feels. Jesus is utterly deserted and abandoned by his followers, by God in his final breath, by even the women who return to the tomb and leave and tell no one. In the end, there is no one. There are only the words that linger from the man in the tomb. Go on to Galilee. You will see him. It's not the Hollywood ending we want, but life rarely ends like that anyways. In the course of this year, this ending might be the truest ending we know because it lives in the tension of grief and hope. We are captured in a moment of trying to make sense of it all in the story. Death and resurrection are wrapped up so closely in this moment in the tomb. I know, even living with the promise that the love of God is risen through Jesus Christ, there have been moments this year when it seems nearly impossible to proclaim. He is risen with shouts of joy. Sometimes it is just the whisper of good news that is enough to lift your eyes up, to see that the resurrection has already happened. It's not in ways you expected, not even in ways you wanted, but in ways that still pull your heart towards the great Alleluia of Christ is risen. The words from the man in the tomb pull us into the promise. Go on, go on to Galilee. Tell the disciples and tell Peter that Jesus is going ahead and will meet you in Galilee. You will see him. Go back to Galilee. I can only imagine what it was like for the disciples to return to Galilee, to the place it all began for them. I like to think the disciples returned to Galilee and stood on the shoreline where so many years ago, this journey began for them with an invitation, follow me. The fishermen dropped their nets, not knowing where they would go. And I wonder what the moment was like in Galilee for the disciples, how heavy their hearts were and also full of hope and how their hearts were pounding that Jesus really truly is risen. I wonder what it was like to stand on the shore of the sea and watch the disciples lift their weary, tired eyes that had already witnessed so much, so gruesomely much, to finally see Jesus again, to finally understand. I've wondered for so long what coming back together and sharing communal life in person will be like, how it will feel to hug my family, to break bread together, to hold hands when saying a prayer. I know this longing and yearning is true. And I have also heard people say, I hope we don't go back to the way things were. I hear truth in that as well. The pandemic broke the illusion that our communal life together was just and equal. It exposed deep inequalities in our life together. This year, people profited in the pandemic as other people lost their jobs. Wealth accumulated among the wealthiest as people went hungry. The virus affected the most vulnerable among us and the availability of this vaccine still impacts the most vulnerable in the world. At this point in time, 
85% of shots have gone into the arms of people in high and upper middle income countries, while 0.1% of doses have been administered into the arms of people in low income countries. This year, we heard the final breath of people in the whisper of, I can't breathe and face the violence and harm of what we are capable of towards one another. In this Easter story, Christ tethers us to his life, to love, and to the possibilities of God's realm breaking open relationship according to God's justice and truth and love for creation and every human being. We go on to Galilee like the disciples, go on with the hope of something only possible through God can happen, that we can share incarnate life together. We go on in the pull of what it will be like to hug people again, to share communal life in person without fear. We go on having witnessed all we've seen this year and know that it is not the final ending. Go on and see, knowing the hope of Jesus risen and goodness of God draws us forward into love that cannot be overcome. We are followers of the resurrected Jesus, claimed and beloved and forever changed. Go on to Galilee and know Christ is risen. Thanks be to God.